Hello everyone and welcome to the session on valvular heart disease. This will include your mitral stenosis, mitral regurgitation, mitral valve prolapse, aortic stenosis, and aortic regurgitation. So let's first look at mitral stenosis. This is usually caused by rheumatic fever, which leads to rheumatic carditis. It can be congenital. Um, fibrosis and calcification causes the valves to thicken. So the valve leaflets become stiff, they become fused, and then the cordate tendon they become short and contract. This causes the blood flow between the left atrium and the left ventricle um, not to occur as easily as it normally would because of the narrowing of the valve opening. When this does happen, when you have a narrowed opening between the atrium and the ventricle, pressure in the left atrium increases, causing a dilation of the left atrium. And this, in turn, increases the pulmonary artery pressure and right ventricular hypertrophy. So what would your patient display signs and symptoms of? Well, you would probably see pulmonary congestion and right-sided heart failure first. Later on, with progression of um, mitral valve stenosis, you will see the left ventricle not being able to maintain adequate cardiac output. Preload is going to decrease, and then you're going to have an adequate blood volume circulating. So some signs and symptoms that you will notice in your patient. Well, first off, mild mitral stenosis patients will be asymptomatic. You may not see anything at all, but as the fibular orifice narrows and narrows and narrows and that pressure increases in the lungs, you'll start to see exertional dyspnea, you'll start to see apnea, paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, a dry cough, and even palpitations. If further congestion occurs and pulmonary hypertension, there comes hemoptysis. So your patient with further backup and pulmonary hypertension ensues, then you'll see patients starting to cough up blood and then pulmonary edema will occur. Note that right-sided heart failure can lead to signs and symptoms of right-sided failure like what we've already talked about in heart failure. Your dystonic neck veins, hepatomegaly, pitting edema, later mitral stenosis. And remember, right side is systemic, left side long. Your patient's pulse may be normal, irregularly regular, like a, as an AFib or rapid this indicates that the patient is decompensating. So, what would you hear on auscultation? You would probably hear a rumbling, apical, diastolic murmur in your patient who has a mitral stenosis. Moving on to mitral regurgitation, this just means that your mitral valve is not closing completely during systole due to the calcification and the fibrotic changes that have occurred to it. More women are affected than men. Um, in this case, blood is going to flow backward. So it's going to go flow back into the left atrium when the left ventricle contracts. 
with diastole, the blood that has been regurgitated or that has already flowed back into the left atrium with the previous contraction flows from the left atrium into the left ventricle along with the new blood that's now in the left atrium. And this will lead to a dilation and hypertrophy of the left atrium and the ventricle as a result of the amount of blood that is present. Causes. The primary cause can be degenerative changes due to aging and infective endocarditis. Other causes include congenital anomalies, papillary muscle dysfunction or rupture, and rheumatic heart disease. Mitral regurgitation does progress slowly over time. Um, you begin to see signs and symptoms when the left ventricle begins to fail as a result of, of course, the overload of blood in the left ventricle. ventricle. Symptoms will include chronic weakness, fatigue, exertional dyspnea, orthopnea, anxiety, atypical chest pain, or palpitations. Your patient's blood pressure in this case um, may be within normal ranges. A fib may be present or respirations may represent left ventricle failure or tachypnea. So what will you hear on auscultation? You hear a high-pitched systolic murmur. In severe regurgitation, you'll hear a third heart sound or your S3. Mitral valve prolapse. So with mitral valve prolapse, your leaflets are so enlarged that they fall or prolapse into the left atrium during systole with contraction. The causes, Marfan syndrome, which is a rare systemic disease of connected connective tissue or congenital cardiac defects or can even be familiar. Familial genetics could be a cause. Most often, no other cardiac abnormality is found with mitral valve prolapse. Signs and symptoms, just like um, with your... <clears throat> mitral stenosis you your patient may be asymptomatic um, they can have atypical chest pain they describe it as a sharp pain on the left side of their chest palpitations can be occurring with the patient um, it's usually associated with ventricular or atrial dysrhythmias they can have exercise intolerance they could be dizzy and they can have syncope Vitally, your patient's blood pressure and heart rate is going to be within normal limits. But on auscultation, you will hear a mid-systolic click and late-systolic murmur. So a mid-systolic click, late-systolic murmur equals mitral valve prolapse. Aortic stenosis is a common heart valve dysfunction. The aortic valve orifice is going to narrow, obstructing the left ventricular outflow during systole. So your aortic valve orifice narrows, and this is going to obstruct the flow of blood during systole. 
the ventricle is going to hypertrophy as a result of the increased resistance to ejection or afterload. With worsening stenosis, your cardiac output cannot meet the demands of the body during exertion because it's become fixed as a result of the stenosis. With aortic stenosis, you notice that pulmonary congestion occurs as a result of the left ventricle failure and then atrial backup. So if it can't go forward, it's going to go back. In late disease, you'll see right-sided heart, right heart failure occurring. And in these cases of aortic stenosis, surgery is urgently needed once the valve orifice is a centimeter or less. Causes, you'll see congenital bicuspid or unicuspid aortic valves, rheumatic aortic stenosis as a result of rheumatic disease, atherosclerosis, degenerative calcifications of the aortic valve. Signs and symptoms include your angina, syncope, and dyspnea. In late stage, your patient will experience fatigue, debilitation, and peripheral stenosis. Vitally, you'll see a narrowed pulse pressure when your blood pressure is assessed. On auscultation, there will be a diamond-shaped systolic crescendo decrescendo murmur. So it just means that it goes up and then it comes back down. And when you hear it, it gets loud or louder and then it gets softer when you listen to the heart sound. Aortic regurgitation. The aortic valve leaflets do not close as they should during diastole, and the valve ring or annulus may dilate. It can become loose or deformed, so blood is able to go from the aorta back into the left ventricle during diastole. To compensate, your left ventricle is going to dilate and hypertrophy over time, so the leaflets don't close. During diastole, when the heart's relaxing, and this is going to cause your valve ring, your annulus, to get bigger or dilate. It can get loose or become deformed because of all that blood. So the blood is able to go from the aorta back into your left ventricle. Causes non-rheumatic conditions like infective endocarditis, congenital anatomic aortic valvular and abnormalities, hypertension can cause it, as well as Marfan syndrome. Signs and symptoms, well again, your patient can be asymptomatic with aortic regurgitation. You'll see exertional dyspnea, orthopnea, Proximal nocturnal dyspnea, palpitations with severe disease in this <clears throat> from lying on the left side, and nocturnal angina with diaphoresis. Vitally, you'll see a bounding arterial pulse, a widened pulse pressure, elevated systolic pressure, and diminished diastolic pressures. On auscultation, you'll hear a high-pitched, blowing, decrescendo, diastolic murmur. Be sure to review the chart on page 692, chart 35.6 of your text. 
provides a great overview of each of these valvular dysfunctions and also um, indicates what you will hear if your patient has this particular valvular dysfunction. And this completes session one on valvular disorders of the heart or valvular <clears throat> problems within the heart. Thank you for your time.